Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso, and I might sound a little congested because I am. Ooh, watch out, folks. The cold season is coming with a fucking fury out there. I um, just got back from shows in Minnesota at the Hamal, Hamal, the Mall of America, House of Comedy. Thank you to everybody who came out. I apologize for not making it to the Thursday show. I feel like the past couple of years, so many things have happened that don't normally happen for people. Like for me, I'm normally very organized. And Thursday, right before I leave to come to Minnesota, just can't find my ID for whatever fucking reason. Can't find my ID that I always have ready to go for a flight and a trip. All of a sudden, well, I don't know where the fuck I put it. And I have no fucking idea. So I couldn't get to Minnesota, but that's okay because the Friday and Saturday shows were so much fucking fun. Thank you guys. That was bunny making noises. I'm sitting in my bed because when I got back from Minnesota, I was not feeling well. It is not coronavirus, thankfully. But um, uh, this happened to me when I got back from the... That was Carlin growling. That was him putting his nose in the microphone. When I got back from the Unleash the Power Within um, seminar, Tony Robbins seminar, I came back and I was sick for a week. So I have a theory about it all. And this is the intro for our episode here, but I have a theory that because I wasn't traveling like normal the past two years, maybe my immune system just got recalibrated to this very sensitive place where even little amoebas that before I was able to fight off, I can't now fight off because I haven't been traveling as much and my immune system isn't what it normally is. But you didn't like that, Carlin? Carlin didn't like that. He was calling me a bitch. I think, um, you know, having to wear a mask all the time isn't necessarily, you know, this is not a fucking political thing. I I really think there's some science to like having to wear a mask all the time and it's sort of fucking up your immune system. I don't normally get sick like this. I do not normally have colds. Um, Maybe once in a while. Get back, Carlin. You're going to step on the laptop. So Carlin did step on the laptop and just stopped my recording. (laughs) Carlin is my dog. He is not a um, unruly human. He's an unruly pit boxer. I really do think that my immune system is different now, and that makes me a little wary. I have to be honest. You know, so wash your hands, folks. Um, make sure if you're not feeling good, you don't go out. You know, that's the one thing. It's hard for a lot of humans and Americans that we, we have to work and take care of our families. We can't miss work, but hopefully if you're not feeling good, you have the capability of staying home. And um, I 
honestly uh, was really excited to be able to record the episode that I recorded, this one you're about to listen to. We recorded in the Mall of America. And that was kind of exciting. I didn't know if we were going to get kicked out or what the rules were, but we made it work because we're sneaky Pete's and we snuck this one in and it was really fun. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we tell you who our special guest is this week, make sure you go over to the YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso to support the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you also check out my Instagram page. Do you know me? I am on Instagram. Hello. Say hello, Jesse May Peluso on Instagram. And what else do we have going on? Oh, our last wide open tour date will be New Year's Eve in Syracuse, New York. Hometown show, wrapping up the 2021 fall tour, wide open tour in my hometown. New Year's Eve, spend it with me. Make a trip. It's going to be great. The weather's been like LA weather here, so don't worry about snowstorms. Probably tsunamis are going to hit us before a snowstorm in Syracuse. The weather is crazy. The world is ending. Come end 2021 with me, Syracuse Funny Bone, New Year's Eve. Hope to see you there. It's the last wide open tour date. And uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode with the one, the only, the podcast producer of Megan Trainer's podcast, Adam Carolla's podcast, Adam Ray's podcast, my podcast, and his very own A Long Walk to Cleveland podcast, the one, the only, the velvety voiced, Mr. Rudy, a.k.a. Tudes, Pavich. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ran about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. There we go. Yeah. Now bitch is ready to be in Minnesota. Buffalo plaid. Buffalo plaid. My sister has the whole house decked in buffalo plaid. Whose podcast are we doing? I don't know. Yours? Mine? <laughs> it doesn't matter. A sharp... It's a sharp... It's a sharp to way Cleveland. to Cleveland. Yeah. A sh- yeah, a that's fine. A long way to sharp tongue. Uh... We're going to tongue Cleveland is what we're going to do. Well, God bless. <laughs> Merry Christmas, America. Have you noticed the uh, groups of small children walking around in matching buffalo plaid? Well, that is in my sister's house. Fuck. Is it been a thing? Like, I don't remember when that became the dominant Christmas print. Like, I've, I know my sister's had it evolved in her house, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's a thing that's really sort of, it's like a disease. It's, it's a, become a... An infectious disease. Yeah. You know when everybody was doing the gray with like the sort of gray and yellow? Oh, yeah. Like combo? the Chip Gaines. Yes. The Chip and Joanna Gaines vibe. That's what it is now. Like a gentle Christmas. Yep. It's a, it's it's a, a gentle <laughs> Christmas. It's a PC color, really, if you think about it. Everybody can enjoy Buffalo. <laughs> it's the non-offensive Christmas decor. Well, it's Do- the whole... The whole house is scantily clad no in Buffalo plaid. The whole thing. The whole friggin' house. The, ca- the cat, the dog... Wow. So uh, bigger house? Like, is it like, is it like, does she have like seven or eight Christmas trees? Cause I have a family member that does seven Christmas trees. Really? That's excessive. Too much. That's too excessive. much. Yeah. Are too they much. an obsessive person? Very much so. What else but do they have seven of? <laughs> divorces. 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. Clip yeah, it. I yeah. drive Mike. Wait, we should <laughs> I say. <know>. Be- <laughs> Whoever's listening already knows who the fuck Rudy is. Um, but Rudy produces. You produce so many podcasts. You have like 45 podcasts. It's ridiculous. And like 47 of them are yours, which is <laughs> just too much oh of what you said. Oh, my God. Do I have too many podcasts? No, no, not enough. Uh, you know, 31 is fine. There's one for every day of the month. It's totally okay. <laughs> Speaking of someone who has seven things, it's yeah. me. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Everywhere. I know. You just leave them around. Little Christmas gifts. Yeah. There's just like little crumbs of podcasts yeah. all around my house. Yeah. I yeah. it's just I talk a lot. And why not, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no reason for that. Uh why it has to be you can only do one or two. Yeah, I, don't, why? I don't I don't like the fact that they tell you that you are only supposed to have, you know, they tell you to have seven streams of income, right? Thank you. Yes. Seven streams of income is Thank what you, you are supposed much. to have. I'm so. a successful woman. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'm an ex- shit. Yeah. That's a good one. I like shit. Wait, Rudy, can we do this? Do what? I'm going to be a Virgo. I'm going to move this. Wait, oh, wait. Is it a little off for you? Yeah. Do you want to? There we go. Yeah. Look, this is what. Okay. By the way, this is what drives Rudy nuts is that I. You tell me what drives you nuts about me. Um, if you can just say anything. You know, and it won't affect our work relationship. This is this is going to sound crazy. You know what I you know what I don't like about about you Tell is me. that you don't give yourself enough credit Ooh. for how techy you are. Oh, really? Yes. Am I really techy? Absolutely. For the people that I work with, with the amount of people that I have to deal with every day, you wouldn't believe how many people can't do shit for themselves. Really? Yes. You you are somebody that when we first started working together, I was really amazed at how much knowledge you had just of like all the tech aspect of it. I mean, you were talking about like, you know, audio gain. You were talking about like stereo mono. You were talking about Ooh. inputs, outputs. I was like, holy shit, like this girl's got her stuff together. I really just Googled a bunch of words and then said them. It said, how to impress your new podcast yeah. producer. And audio gain and input output yeah. were the two top I words. Do, I do that a lot too. I'm always like, yeah, SEO. We got to get some SEO going. <laughs> Seven sources of yeah, income. Yeah, right. It's all it's all buzzwords. Just I, trick people into thinking you know what the fuck exactly. you're talking about. Exactly. That yeah. really there's videos on it on yeah. YouTube, but I did, you know, I produced a podcast by myself for so long. And then when I started to branch out, I was like drowning. But you have you're doing, can I say, does everybody know what podcast you do? Yeah. yeah. So you're doing Megan Trainers Meg, now. Yep, Megan Trainers working on it. Adam Carolla. Yep, the Adam Carolla podcast. Adam Ray. Adam Ray's about last night. Which is how I found you. Yep. Because I was like, I just loved everything Adam was putting out there. And oh, I said, dude. please make my podcast look and feel like that oh and now you have so you have four podcasts well then yeah so those four but then also the deuce and girl <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know you know those things that you do every week with other people <laughs> those things that you put out that content that people know you for <laughs> and then spotify we've been working together spotify and i've been trying to create something for years and quarantine sort of like put a wrench in the whole plan and then we just spoke a couple of days ago and they're like, yeah, we want to create some podcasts with you. And I'm like, rot rope. They want to do a developmental deal. And I'm like, oh no. <sighs> I'm literally just going to be, I'm not going to be talking anymore in real life because I do it so much yeah. here. Yeah. Not that this isn't real life, but you know, it's like, you do it a lot as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We all figure out, it's funny like how, I guess electronically has become the new organic. It is weird. Yeah. Because if you think about like dating and stuff too, people constantly talk about like, it's not even the matter of, oh, so where did you guys meet? It is what app did you use? 
It really is, it's, and it's become that more predominantly, especially through quarantine. Yeah. Speaking of dating, I got a I got a moisten my lips. Here's my Joe Rogan yeah. fanny pack. Ooh, humble brag. Oh my, dude, that is some nicely bound leather. It I really might say. is. Yeah. Yes, my office smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. So is that actually? I can't see because it my, says my higher primate. It's oh, his yeah, logo, yeah. and he, logo he partnered with this company, and this is my travel pack. Did he actually raise the cattle from birth? Yeah, he actually shot the cattle. He didn't shot. shoot it with an arrow. He gave it a dirty look, and it just keeled over. Flexed at it. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to check out now. It's so much easier. Rogan and Cameron Hayes yeah. just shooting dirty looks at animals across pastures. Yeah. I uh, Speaking of uh, chap lips, I had some Ooh. this morning, and I got up, and I looked at my daughter. I'm like, hey, uh, you got chapstick? She's like, yeah, but not for you. Yeah, you need like, a you need a stick of butter, bro. <laughs> I was it's like, so dry out here, dude. It's crazy, is what it the not? Fuck? I know. I know. How do you guys survive in Minnesota? My feet are cracking. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, as soon as you leave by like Tuesday of next week, check your cuticles because <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be nothing but like cracked ends and blood. They should have signs around Minnesota that says "Check your cuticles" because <laughs> the shit is crisp out here. <laughs> I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I wasn't hydrating, but damn, my no. my hands look like my hands my hands are like fifty years older than I am. That's how mm. dry and, and cracked it is out here. Is it winter all year long here? Uh, we spend six months of the year in winter, and the other six getting ready for winter. Damn. Yeah. And do it's you awful. find like for me because I've lived in L.A. and I'm from upstate New York, and I have the comparison of those two areas which are so different and it produces such a different type of people because of the environment and the weather yeah you know the weather really produces the mood of the town in the area absolutely do you yeah. find that people not that i consider new yorkers grumpy they're just they just have an edge to them because yeah. i feel like it's a little bit harder of a life and yeah it's you know it's arduous just to get around do you find like people are like that here in minnesota absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely. i mean i'm from northern minnesota i'm, I'm from just south of canada so, you know, when that's all you do is, you know, I got up this morning and my mom is in town staying with my daughter and uh, I got adorable. up this morning. Isn't it though? My I mom's know. dead. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drop a new one. Of Clip it. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Clip it out. <laughs> it's the greatest inside joke uh, in the world. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, like we got up this morning and it had snowed here in Minnesota last night, like two and a half, three inches. Yeah. And uh, I threw on the boots and my mom was already up and at them like shoveling this morning. Yeah, so see, like, that's a different type of woman. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. The women here are just we're, different. We're made for breeding. That's it. There's no. We're <laughs> you guys not. Guys are made for hibernate yeah, and breeding. That's all it is. Yeah. We are definitely not here <laughs> for like looks. There's no looks. There's no a looks look at though. All. Yeah. I will say like the Minnesota man to me has that sort of quintessential traditional man vibe. Dude, that guy in the crowd last night at House of Comedy with Ooh. that beard. Holy shit. I was I had wood. I was like <laughs> I am Arm and Hammer. Look at look at you, sir. Look at that thing. Oh. Yeah, I love a big thick fella. I don't know what it is. Yeah. What it is about my like genealogy or who I am as a human that just likes that. Yeah. Well, I I think it's hardwired into us. Don't you it, think so? I, I definitely believe it. I know like where everybody is super progressive nowadays and they're like, hey, they need a man who's sensitive. I'm like, yeah, but they also sometimes need somebody to fucking install a cupboard. Yeah. Or like you know? Rogan says, I need to get gorilla fucked. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, I think when I watched that episode, I think he called you like savages. Yes. yes. I like savages. Savages. Yeah. yeah. There's something, something about that. That's right. We clipped that. Yeah. <laughs> clipped it. Clipped it. We clipped it out. I was like, please make the savage clip so that all the savages 
could see. Totally. Yeah. What now as a Minnesota man, what is your type of chick? Are you uh, into like a light hairy legged tree um, trunk trucking? Well, we do yeah. snow shoveling, <laughs> get me a beer woman. No, we uh well, you know, if you meet somebody in like January and you guys hit the hit the sheets, like you'll never see their 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 uh, feet because we always fuck with shoes on or with uh, socks on because it's, it's super so cool. cold. You don't want to take them off. You guys, is that called cupping, right? When you like get, get yeah, together cu- in the winter. In the winter time, cupping. Yeah. Which yeah. to me, it's like, is it, why, why is it cupping? Maybe there's like a real science to this or like an explanation. I need to Google it. Do I don't you know. know. Why it's called cupping. I, I don't know why. I'm gonna Google it right now and there's, see. I'm sure there's got to be something. Okay, uh, well, hang on. It's actually two girls, one cup. <laughs> just fire that what? in. Um, it could be. That could be it. Like you get together in the winter, and the next thing you know, you're pooping into cups. Yeah. You, and you're, you're earning a steady income. Well, I'm actually, funny you bring that up, because next weekend I will be pooping into a bucket. You will? Yes. Good for you. Three days. Are you, you're fishing. Fishing. We were going to go fishing this weekend, but yeah. my dumb ass lost my ID. I missed... Yeah. The Thursday show. Uh, Thursday show. Sorry for and anybody who wanted to show up to the Thursday show. Yeah. It was literally, <laughs> and it was my own fault. Normally, I have everything ready to go. I'm an anal Virgo. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't that morning. I just assumed everything was fine. And I went, I, it was just like me throwing clothes everywhere, swearing like, fuck. It was like 10.15. My flight was leaving at 11.30. And I hadn't even left my house yet, but we live close to the airport. And at about 11 30 10:35, i was like fuck there's no way i'm even making it to yeah. minnesota today yeah so i apologize for everybody who wanted to come out but um okay cupping. here we go cupping oh wait no this is it's an ancient form of oh they're thinking about the yeah. cupping you put on the backs cupping of your shoulders to yeah as a couple right is that sure is that what we're calling that would, it that would work yeah to get back to the girls that I like, I like girls that know how to circumnavigate Google. I can't. <laughs> can find. I don't find it anywhere. I don't know. Is it really called cupping? I think it's called cupping. Winter cupping? It's yeah, what's be it cupping. called when it's, you get together? People are listening like, fuck you guys. Yeah, somebody's screaming at their <laughs> fucking car stereo right now. Just like, hey, fuck it, cupping. Stop it with the cupping. I need to know. Okay, now while I'm do looking, guys, do you guys know what cupping is? By the way, we're at the we're, at, we're at the at Radisson yeah, in Mall right. of America. We're at Mall of yeah, America recording. We have two ladies, very nice women on the other side. We can't see. Yeah, do you guys know what it's called when people get together in the wintertime and they hibernate together? Have, have you heard of that term? No, no, no. Just fucking right. Yeah. Just fucking. She's cozy, like getting she's cozy like, and fucking. Yeah. Does that sound about right? We'll yeah. go with that. She's like, I send boys away after four hours. There's no, <laughs> there's no cupping going on. <laughs> well, whatever it's called, I'm looking to get it done. And yeah. I think I'm running a little late on the time because it's already, what is it, December 18th now? Yeah, 17th? 18th. Yeah. Which for me is weird because like in upstate New York, it's 60 degrees. Yeah, right. Right now. And, yeah. and Everyone enjoys it because, you know, that winter depression really sinks in in those areas. As you were bringing up early, earlier, that that's the, the weather dictates how we are as a people. It does. And I'm telling you, man, like Minnesota, we're amazing when the Christmas lights are on. But, dude, January 3rd, oh, we January. are such that assholes. That fucking, like, snowy slush. Yes. That gray slush. It's awful. And it's, people just, like, put their hand on an axe considering murdering someone. Yeah, swinging that thing around. Just a little winter murder. Totally. And, you know, I, I feel like in places like this where winter is such a prominent 
uh, force of nature, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. I feel like the government should give people like a slight purge. Not where you're killing people, but where you can like maybe go and just rabble rouse a little bit. Yeah. That's why those axe throwing things. There's actually one here in Mall of America. Those See, little now, axe- that, that, now I take it back. I, th- I redact that statement. It might be a bad idea. <laughs> I'm picturing angry people throwing axes and it probably yeah. won't go well. Yeah. Controlled chaos. Yeah, we haven't been on a date in three years. Now you want to take me to axe throwing, sweetie? <laughs> I, oh my Just God. no reason. Yeah. I went on a date. That was one of my first dates. A Bullshit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? A guy took you axe throwing? Yes, a guy took me axe throwing. Wow. Mm-hmm. How'd you do? I did pretty good. I, I shocked myself at my accuracy with an axe, yeah. which is good as a woman. I think it's important to have like survival murder skills. Yeah, shit. You yeah. never know. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're the less powerful species when it comes to like our physique. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might need to toss an axe at a motherfucker. That's funny you say that because I've, I've always felt that women much more aggressive. Like if they had the, <laughs> if there was like, seriously, if you girls were like physically as as a whole, we're bigger than dudes. You'd kick the fuck out of us constantly. That's a really good point. Maybe yes. the reason why nature sort of balanced our physique out with you guys being a little bit smaller traditionally yeah. is because we would kick your fucking ass. Totally. Hey, just go back and Google an old episode of American Gladiators. Oh my God, I used to love American Gladiators. Dude, the late- China. Yes. The- Remember China? Well, China was WWE. But I don't she's, think- didn't she start American Gladiators? Maybe. Oh. oh my God, I totally forgot about American Gladiators. Yeah. They had people like ice. Yeah. Laser, yeah, and they would just be nitro. That. nitro. Nitro, oh my god, look at that doll, oh, that dude. Clip oh. it, edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I used yeah. to love that show. Yeah, and the women were always way more aggressive than the dudes, yeah. like always. And maybe it was just because, like, there was like a, there, maybe there's something of like women know that they can have a higher tolerance for pain because yeah, of childbirth. Yeah, there's something to that. So they just fucking go nilly-willy. They, go ni- they yeah. do. They go nilly-willy and willy-nilly. I like that. It's reverse. <laughs> I'm going to start saying nilly-willy. That sounds like somebody's really cool stoned aunt. Yeah, work it oh, into aunt a sentence. nilly-willy's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> work it into a sentence. But also, maybe women are a little bit more aggressive because we rear children. And yeah. so maybe we have a little bit more ferocious desire to survive because we're not only protecting ourselves, we're also protecting our young. Absolutely. Not that you guys don't, but you guys go out and hunt and you gather. You yeah. go away from us. We're the ones that are at home or wherever taking care of the young. So maybe we're a little bit more ferocious because we had to protect the little ones. Yeah, you've never heard anybody go, oh my God, don't get around that daddy bear and his cubs. Yeah, exactly. Daddy- That's right. Yeah. No one says don't get around that daddy bear. Daddy bears don't give a shit. Daddy bears Gone fucking another mommy bear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ruining his home. Daddy bear went out for a pack of cigarettes, never came back. Never never came 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 back. back. Drunk. Yeah. Off of honey. All the time. Yep. Slept for the whole weekend. Yep. Didn't pay any attention to his children. My dad was a Kodiak. (laughs) (laughs) Was your dad a good person? Uh, He's a. Start the podcast there. (laughs) <laughs> he's a, yeah. a good person uh he's a he's a good person he just makes terrible decisions you know oh, i feel it's, like that's a lot of people oh my isn't, isn't that, that the everybody? truth everybody everybody i you know it's funny because even at because i'm 41 and even at 41 i still sometimes will be driving down the highway and just it'll dawn on me about something i did in high school and you'll just don't you just stop and just go what the fuck was I thinking? Like, yes. It just comes out of you and you're like, oh my God, man, like this, it happened 25 years ago. Why are you still thinking about it? We have and- those thoughts that make us feel like we're idiots. I, speaking of good people making bad decisions, I'm just going to pull my, I, I forgot I had my crest white strips in. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Oh, look how white. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Send this to your dads. We're going to clip this and send this to all your single rich dads. <laughs> you know, we could have been promoting that so much. On the subjects of dads. Mm-hmm. 
So many of them have been sliding in the DMs. No shit. So many. You willed it into your DMs. I really did. I willed all the dads into my DMs. Right. And I do preface it with a single dad. Mm-hmm. I'm not a homewrecker. Yeah. Good for anymore. you. Anymore. I did that in my 20s. No, really? Not like wrecking homes, but definitely not okay. if, if making sure there weren't other people living there. <laughs> probably just walk up to the mailbox open it up you're like who's jill yeah is that your sister do you live with your sister cool you know it's Um, like 20 year olds you don't really it's like the point of you know good people make bad decisions yeah you're reckless yeah you're reckless in your 20s or in your youth if you were raised a certain way you're not really for me i didn't not that i wasn't considering other people i just was flying by the seam is it seam or seat of your pants? Ah, uh, the seat of your. Well, I get no seam. It has to be. Fuck, oh here shit! We here go. we go now again. I Google and not God get an damn answer. it! Watch you try to bring this up and then we find cupping. Do you guys know <laughs> if it's flying by the seat of your pants or the seam? Flying by the seat of your pants. Have you heard of that saying? Right. Yeah. Let's. I'm gonna Google it. I'll find okay. out for us. I think so too. <laughs> if you're a seamstress, I think you would right. want people to go by seam. Yeah, yeah. Flying by the seat of my pants. The seat of that's my pants. The, that's what it is. It's like drinking a Red Bull and then just <laughs> out your butthole, just two little drinking tiny white Bull, wings. Yeah. Whoop. Throwing back some fire. What do they call those shots? Everybody. Fireball. Fireballs. Yeah. And then hitting the highway. Yeah. That's flying by the seat of your pants. <laughs> there was this article that I just posted about um, cannabis legalization Mm -hmm. and me saying this, getting on the highway made me think of this. Now in New York state, you know, it's becoming legalized or is legalized. And now they're considering different areas and neighborhoods and towns in New York state are considering having um, dispensaries and on-site consumption places. Oh, sure. Yeah. But a lot of places, I think like, Something like thirty percent of places declined to have dispensaries in their towns. Now they can they can go back and have them put back in later on. Yeah. But initially, they're saying they don't want them because they're worried about their kids. Do they hate money? That's my. That's the first thought I had. If, the second thought was, aren't there liquor stores? Absolutely. Yeah. Also, isn't drinking and driving way worse? Thousand times than anything else. Yeah, thousand times. Uh, here in Minnesota, funny you bring that up because here in Minnesota, there we have municipals. So basically, like they're they're government run liquor stores. So like every city has their Weird. yeah. So like the city that I live in is Richfield, and we have four municipal liquor stores. So they're run by the city. They're owned by the city. Who works them? Like prisoners. That's that was another point that I brought up too. I was like, why don't we start like bringing in some people instead of everybody getting you know us hiring out? Let's yeah, get some like, people that own community service yeah, or something. Yeah, lower those recidivism. Exactly. Rates. So uh, there was a uh, place called Total Wine that had moved into the area, and basically what the cities did around here, they sent out letters to all the constituents saying, "Hey, we know their prices are lower, but if you don't want your taxes to go up, you might want to consider still shopping at the municipals." So I wrote them back. I got online and wrote them back and said, I'll tell you, you what. You pulled a Karen. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'll tell you what. I'll strictly shop at you at your stores if I go out and do something stupid because of the product that you sold me. If I go out and get a DWI or I plow my vehicle into a tree and I can prove that I did it off the liquor that you sold me, I don't get a fine. I think that's a really fair exchange. And they were like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. I was like, well, then I guess I'm going to Total Wine because their bottles are like literally $7 cheaper. So go fucking yeah, fuck yourself. Yeah, screw you and your government yeah. liquor store. It sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't it, trust you. Yeah. And plus, to bring up the point about like children, if you like children, if you want your kids to succeed. Get, bring marijuana into your town. Absolutely. I would, I would love it if my daughter 
not not because I don't want her to be altered. Being altered is being altered, regardless of how it is, whether it's weed or whether it's alcohol. But if my daughter was like, hey, um, I don't want to drink booze, but I definitely would like to smoke a little bit of weed. I'd be like, absolutely. You Try go it for out. it. You go for it. it. Now, it doesn't run in our family because like I've, I've tried many times. Stoned. Anybody who's stoned doesn't jog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no running when you're stoned. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've tried many times and it just it doesn't work for me. But I feel like between the two, like the poison that is alcohol and the poison that is weed, pick weed every time, man. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. You know, the beautiful thing is that because, you know, I'm such a huge advocate of marijuana. There's still I'm just waiting for reports and data to show the negative aspects of it. And the reports that were run, Sanjay Gupta spoke about this. Mm-hmm. All the, most of the marijuana um, clinical trials that they've done and studies that they've done were done by the sole purpose to find something negative about it. And so they found something negative about it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like all of those clinical trials for marijuana, none of them were in the purpose to discover what good comes from it and the benefits of it. It was all, you know, what what's wrong with marijuana? Yeah. So they're going to discover the worst parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there has been, I mean, you have to look at Colorado, like the legalization there really affected the drinking and driving incidences and the amount of alcohol consumption in general. It has this amazing... Uh, effect on a society that legalizes it where it sort of levels out the other things that are going on associated with like drinking and driving yeah i know for myself like the more i smoke the less i drink sure that makes sense yeah obviously i I lived in la where you can't really drink and drive unless you want to crash your car and that's not something that's not a sport or a pastime that i enjoy yeah it's not like i'm you know ripping some martinis and taking laps around the neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) i'm not 18 anymore yeah yeah, uh, and plus also the surplus in taxes that it creates. Hello, hey, dude. If you want your schools to be top notch, I, I don't think there's a school in Colorado right now that is not you know super high tech yes. with all the best amenities. You and it all came from weed money, right? And it's they should have a hot box room in all the schools. <laughs> Wouldn't that is be that awesome? Too aggressive. Uh, I don't know. Just a hot box room and the teachers can sign off yeah. on it. The parents can sign off on it. I don't like that if you're 18 and you still go to school that you still have to abide by the school's rules of anybody who goes to that school. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to smoke. Like I listen, I get when you're 17, but dude, when you've hit that when passage you hit that of 18. legal age, yeah. aren't you supposed to be able to, I mean, I, the way I look at it, and I think some people share in this sentiment is if you can get shipped off to war, you should be able to make decisions for yourself if you can enlist you should be able to do whatever you want to do and make the decisions you think are right or wrong for yeah. yourself it's yeah. just a part of growing up but i will say just want to preface like because i know if you guys have listened to sharp tongue you know i've spoken to dr daniel amen there are there is scientific evidence of consuming marijuana in a developmental brain and a brain that's developing that can really affect the way your brain does develop. So I'm not like condoning teenagers smoking weed. It's a joke. But for me as an adult, marijuana has been an amazing medicine. But, you know, the female brain stops developing around early 20s. Yeah. So a hot box room in the school, maybe for the teachers, not for the kids. I yeah. Think, I think the teachers would be amazing. Can you imagine if teachers could like take edibles and then get in there and, and teach math? Totally. That'd be great. Just get in have there and explain algorithms. Yeah. Just micro dosing in yeah. the teacher's lounge. Yeah, that would be yeah. great. You do that at all? Microdose? Micro dose. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's a, it's an interesting effect. It's sort of, I would imagine for people who need Ritalin, 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 Ritalin. and any sort of like, um, focus medicine, people mm-hmm. who are high functioning ADDs like myself. I don't, I've never taken any 
narcotic or pharmaceutical to deal with it. So marijuana, microdosing on marijuana has sort of become my way of anchoring myself. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how microdosing with marijuana has made me more focused because there's such a stigma about people being like these stoners on the couch. I mean, fuck, you know me. Yeah. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. All the time. There's no fucking couch. No. I wish I had more of a couch in my life. I need... I need a couch. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be a nice. A couch would be yeah. fucking nice. Just with a little gumball dispenser that just popped oh, out a little bit of weed every once in a while. Great. Yeah. Dude, I think we're on to something. I think I think you need that in your pod studio. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Just but you're not a huge weed guy. I'm not. I wish I was, though. I wish I was. Because my dad was like, my dad is such a good drunk and a, like, when I say good, he's obviously fucked up and has nothing. <laughs> my dad's yeah. a good drunk. My dad's a good drunk. Put that on a bumper sticker, everybody. Um, but it runs in my family because, you know, my mom has always said the second that she retires that she w- will start growing and smoking her own marijuana. Oh, your mom is going to be my best friend. Yeah, she's I awesome, that's dude. a great retirement plan. Totally, right? Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. a couple plants in your basement, in your attic. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know, she lives like in the middle of nowhere in northern Minnesota and just going to grow it just right there. Just going to pop it We're, out and just let it rip. The know? reality is, I think the way the earth is going and the way global warming is sort of showing its face in these crazy ways, I, like, you know, Syracuse yeah. being 60 degrees in the wintertime, we're going to have to start growing from home. Oh, We're yeah. going to need greenhouses. Totally. We're yeah. going to need to learn how to, like, become agriculturalists mm-hmm. again and, and farmers again in order to, like, get avocados or yeah. kale. Do you want kale, Becky? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not going to be at your fucking grocery store in 10 years when the earth is all dried up. Well, I mean, look how far we've come now. It's the middle of December, and I literally bought fresh strawberries yesterday. I was like, <gasps> I don't remember that shit when we were kids. That's, that should Ever. not be available. No. Everything shouldn't be available all the time, because then we really start to take shit for granted on another level. Fucking, I just, yes, I said that this morning, because my daughter, my, my daughter's mom, bought her a new phone three days ago. No. Do no, you, you got to work for that shit. Nope. Nope. We are, we are, Why do you, what do you, how bad do you want the phone? We are literally six days away from the biggest gift giving day of yeah, the, of the wh- year. Why, why are you, blo- <laughs> your mom's blowing her load three <laughs> days. Like, what is she doing? So angry about it. So angry about it. I was like, but then I just shut my mouth because it's not worth the argument. You're like, it's a great phone, sweetie. And you're just like, what? It, because nothing is special now. Nothing no. special. Like, what are you going to do on Christmas? You're going to open up gifts and be like, oh, these kind of suck because they're not my brand new phone. Yeah, it's the biggest day of the year. It's the biggest gift giving day of the year. <sighs> I was so. Oh, I, I would have been pissed too. Yes, nothing it, special, man. Nothing special. It, it isn't. It's. I think because we have everything so accessible, and it also made me think. I had a thought today about kids on their phones and just their level of communicating. That you can communicate with anyone at any time. Oh, absolutely. Almost, you know, celebrities. You have access to all these celebrities, so it's almost like because of our accessibility to everything, we haven't. This generation now, and maybe I'm just projecting or guessing on and and not being accurate about it but i would imagine that they don't really have um an appreciation that they're sort of able to communicate with everybody all the time so they're not really developing or forging real relationships like when we grew up i had like three friends i used to hang out with in my neighborhood we'd all fuck around roll around in the streets and throw snow at each other and pumpkins at each other and you know at one time i kicked tony vecchio in the face and his tooth chipped like People can't, people don't really do that shit as much today. No, no. The the worst ass kicking I ever took was from my sister in an alley, and I was like, "Do you guys?" I, I look at brothers nowadays, and they just like they don't talk, they don't no, wrestle. They're on they, their fucking phone all the time. It's like they just hash it out on Street Fighter, and I was like, "You guys should be beating the shit out of each other." What you is happening with this? Should be in the street fighting. Yes, exactly. You shouldn't be playing Street Fighter. <laughs> you should totally. be punching the shit out of each other. Yeah. I think I would rather my kids beat each other up than be on their 
phones all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And it's like, but then you look at our generation, us growing up analog, being introduced into a digital world. We've, we've turned out okay, but we've had the perspective of coming from that era. Yeah. Of that like shift over from it being like an analog technological world to a more digital world. Like that was barely on within our our time frame of our childhood yeah you know so it's now it's that's what it all is yeah i a lot of it maybe stems from the anxiety that everybody feels about like our phones are creating that oh yeah because you're on it all fucking yeah i mean you feel naked you feel like you are just at stranded at sea when you forget your phone somewhere you're like what the fuck am i gonna do i was working out and normally when I work out, I'm, this is me just derobing. I'm just becoming Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I'm sweating my balls off. I'm a hot Sicilian. Hold on. Um, Here's the big reveal. Wu-Tang. 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 Oh, yeah. I accidentally listened to some ODB in the uh, car with my daughter the other day, not even thinking about it. Oh, good. That's a good parenting. And I was like, and then halfway through it, I was like, well, what's the difference? You know, like, I difference? Mean, yeah, she's 13 by now. Like, let her, let her yeah. meet ODB. I agree. Yeah. You know, maybe she, maybe she. I, listen, I, broaden I, those horizons. Broaden I, those rap horizons. I don't want to, you know, uh, hinder her, but maybe she does like it raw. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who like. Did, listen, let your children figure it out on their own. But maybe ODB sends her down a path of liking it raw. Clip I'm just it. saying. <laughs> that was very Seinfeld of me. What if your <laughs> children like it raw? What if they like What's it raw? What's the deal with raw? Oh, baby, they like it raw. <laughs> Maybe they go down Maybe. to get their food stamps in a limo. Who are these people? Give I'll never forget the day Rudy said, "Maybe my daughter likes it raw" on a podcast in the Mall of America. Yeah, well, in hey. our in our custom custom studio. Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to get the most out of life, and I don't feel like rubbers. <laughs> I don't feel like rubbers are cutting it anymore. We really need to improve the condom technology. Don't we, though? Yeah. I've, yes. For how Brutal. long that has been, it's like condoms and those sticks that you place in between your groceries on the conveyor belt. <laughs> those technologies have, why is there not like a barrier laser that shoots out in between? Like, why is it that that tech, everything else, we're putting people on the moon and football players are getting shot in the space, but no, we can't upgrade the technology. That stupid stick that you stick in between the groceries is it, bullshit. It's all black. It has like black black marks on it because no one's ever washed Dude, it. Dude, it's still got ads in there from like, you know, <laughs> Red Owl. You're like, Jesus, Red Owl's been closed for, how, where did you guys get these? At wholesale? Just like taking from old grocery stores? What's the matter with you guys? I always feel aggressive pla- placing that on the belt. Like, I'm claiming steak. Like, this is my territory. Yes. And I'm always like, I always place it like, this. I know this is yours. I'm just yeah. putting this right here. There's no offense. I'm not grossed out by your groceries. I just don't want them fucking touching mine. <laughs> yeah. Your nasty ass frozen <laughs> corn. Although, Gross. I did. <laughs> Who eats frozen corn? I agree. So it's what the fuck are you doing? So terrible. Where'd you go wrong in life? It's so gross. <laughs> Does that make us? Are we classes right now? Are we being a classes because people have to eat frozen corn? But yeah. I think it's just even people I know, like my sister and other people who are doing okay, are eating some gross ass food. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just atrocious. Yeah. Truthfully, it's atrocious. Hey, real quick, just because I know we're at like the 33-minute mark. Yeah. Uh, So the podcast that I do is A Long Walk to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, It's uh, kind of taken. In fact, actually, I didn't tell you this, but 
so we signed on to like a new different platform and this will be the first episode of the Ooh. new platform. Hey everybody. And uh yeah, right. A long a long walk to Cleveland is a phrase that I had coined about 2 years ago when uh I realized that it is um it's putting in a lot of work for little in return. Mm. Oh, cuz I get cuz a lot of people talk shit about Cleveland. Cleveland, and say right? Cleveland's not. Although I do love Cleveland. Every time I say this people are like, "Are you crazy? I love Cleveland." Yeah. I love the people there. Every time I've played there at the Hilarities, it's just Pickwick and Frolic is like just, yeah, it's classic. I hear it's amazing. I've never been. <laughs> I have Wait. an entire podcast all about the oh, named perfect. after that city. I've never that's been. Perfect. That's yeah, you're right. You, you yeah. can never go. No, you're right. You can never go. You know, Debbie and I have never seen my sister Debbie and I. We've never seen Goodfellas. Oh, if if you're this far out, don't do it. it. Don't ever see it. Yeah, I'm gonna make a. I'm making a merch shirt with the Goodfellas style font. Uh huh. And and because I'm doing that, Debbie's like, you know, we can't ever watch the movie now. Yes. So please don't send me hate because I haven't seen Goodfellas. I am a Sicilian. I'm a terrible Sicilian because I know it's about the Sicilian mafia. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't uh, know. And, and there's cotton balls in, in Marlon Brando's mouth. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Marlon Brando. Marlon yep. Brando. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's the same. Like every time I hear like a 40 year old getting a tattoo. I'm like, why? That'll be me. Yeah, I'm like, what, do you, what, 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 the, what the fuck's the point now? I'm a 39-year-old and I just got a fresh one. Yeah, like if, if, but if you've never had one. Oh, that's a good point. That's what I'm saying. So like if because you've I'm adding on, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, my, uh, my brother-in-law's stepmom went and got a, uh, uh, a tattoo and she's like 63. Don't you think it's the equivalent of like a 63-year-old man buying a sports car? Maybe a little, yeah. Like like it's, like, it's like a, not midlife crisis, but more of like a midlife fuck you. Could be, yeah. And maybe it's just like they're going through a thing where they're like regretting all the things that they should have done. Right, and, and a lot yeah. of people, you know, when you get to to your deathbed, I bet most people want more time. And they think about the shit that they haven't done. And I even think about the shit that I didn't do. Things in the face of a moment where I could have taken an opportunity and I didn't. Even if it had made the situation or my life turn out completely different, which obviously would have because every decision sends you in a different trajectory. Mm -hmm. But there are moments in my life where I could have really seized the moment and I didn't and I fucking regret it. And it's always those moments where you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. This is kind of fucked up. Um, I'm I'm scared. That's when you have to push through. That's yeah. when, you, when you feel those emotions, that's when you need to keep going. That's like the stuff in life that really sort of determines and dictates what the rest of your life will become. Yeah. Like actually like stepping through those moments that you're scared to do something. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I heard a uh, really good analogy the other day. This was actually speaking of uh, earlier from Adam Carolla. He had on Mitch album who oh, yeah. wrote uh, Tuesdays with Maury. Yes. And Mitch has a new book out. And in the book, he makes a comment about there's a guy who tells this group of people that are on a raft that he is Jesus. He is the savior. And and that's Somebody, how you start a cult. That's right. It in, is. In Shit, Lake yeah. Tahoe, California. I was going to say, go down to Waco. <laughs> I hear they got lovely property down there for cheap. I um, drove through Waco on my trip. Did you really? Yeah. No I stopped shit. by the, the ranch. The, the, old, the old compound? I did. Yeah. You can barely see it from the road, but I just wanted to check it out. I'm like, wow, they got a lot of robes for cheap here. Yeah. <laughs> weird god there's a lot of bullet holes in the dirt yeah. what happened here uh but uh but mitch talks about how um this guy says he's the lord and somebody asks, well if you're the lord do you uh, you know uh, how come you don't answer every prayer and he goes no no no, i answer every prayer but sometimes the answer is no Ooh. yes that's what i did when i heard that i was like oh my god Damn. and then i started going into garth brooks i'm a god's greatest <laughs> gifts 
our unanswered prayers. I was just like, fucking that, that he should have married that girl. He should have done it. Oh no, he didn't, because God had a plan. He had a plan. Yeah, yeah, it's a plan. Blueprints and everything. Every one of us. I mean, an unanswered prayer is a plan. Yeah. Have you noticed? Uh, you haven't no- said a word about all the pilots that hey are coming there. through. I, I was mean, gonna- I, just, I just made eye contact with the. <laughs> How you doing? Let's fly high, Mile High Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. We are doing yep. a podcast. Thank uh-huh. you for your service. Yep. yep. Or thank you for servicing me later it, in it the is, cockpit. Thank it, you. it is called single pilots du jour. Let's be real though. I was walking around the airport and I saw like a pilot like walking around like all sure cocky like I'm oh. a fucking pilot. They don't have to do anything. It's no. not like, you know, back in the day when the technology was something different. They just push a button and the plane la- flies and lands itself. Dude, yes. How hard it could be. If I could have a podcast, I could probably fly a fucking plane. Yeah. I have, we have more buttons to deal with. Than Absolutely. The Absolutely. Absolutely. Some guy isn't out there putting on the leather helmet. He ain't crop dusting. That guy ain't out there with a propeller. I'm crop dusting at my house yes. so I record my podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> You're doing way more crop dusting than those two guys that just walked by. Absolutely. Please, I don't like if you're that. you're a pilot, hit either Rudy or I up. Email me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Tell me what you're really doing in the cockpit. I want to know, like, you don't have to reveal your name. You can hide your name. You can email me from a fake email account. Yeah. I just want to know what really is going on in the cockpit because I really imagine you guys are just drinking coffee and scrolling on your grinder or your Tinder account. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which I wonder how what that picks up if you're flying over across the country. Probably get a lot of different areas yeah you know i bet nowadays just because like there's so many diverse you know groups of people that have become pilots i bet back in the day it was like a guy's ice shanty you just walked in and they just had like like hustler magazines like cutouts just like like posted up you know what i mean like crosby's always playing yeah right yeah it's just like (laughs) mad men just dudes up there drinking highballs and calling women broads get that broad to refresh my cocktail fuck dude i know that movie flight with denzel washington when he flipped the, fucking- the, the plane over, yeah. And then he does a bunch of cocaine to even himself out because he's all <laughs> blasted. Yes, I do remember that movie. I do remember that movie. When he flipped the plane, I'm like, what? Yeah. Is this even, is this even fucking like possible? I, that's a good question. We should ask them no two one, dudes walking. I know. Yeah. We should add, next time I'm going to ask a pilot if you could really flip it Denzel Washington style. Yeah. Like he was just so wasted. He's like, I'll fix it. And then did it. And say. <laughs> You were like, these chairs are so great. These are going to be awesome for the podcast. We can't wait for these chairs. <laughs> Literally down. almost you killed yourself. You just, you just can't. Oh, no. Oh, son of a bitch. That sucks. <laughs> well, anyway. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, I have, a, I, since you're a guy, I want to include you on a segment that I was doing on Sharp Tongue. And okay. I've since migrated over to the Girl Podcast, which is one of my seven podcasts. Sure. But. Carly and I haven't had a hot minute to do it yet. So I thought, since you're a guy, maybe I could share it with you. Okay. And I know you'll pop these up in the post-edit, so I don't have to show them to the screen. Okay. So I do a segment called Carpe DMs. Yes. So I go and I look through my DMs and I just read them and get just give me your your thoughts as a guy. Okay. Um, this is uh, a DM that says I love you, and then he posts a whole bunch of hearts, Mm -hmm. and then he says I love you very much. Munch. Not, Not much, but munch. Okay. I didn't respond. Then he said, I love you, Jesse Mia. Jesse Mia. Spelled my name Ooh. wrong. Meanwhile, he could just look up to the name that he's messaging to and just double check the, the spell check, but no, no yeah. worries. And then he says, I am a Turkish man. Oh, yeah. No, this is a Saudi prince for sure. Okay, well, then I should respond. Yeah. Yes, you definitely, 
I this want a tiger. Yeah. I mean, you can help him out with his grammar a little bit, but other than that, yeah, I think you go for it. I, mean, I it's, think it's not yeah. bad, right? He's he's professing his love, very Disney Prince style. Yeah. Very Disney Saudi Prince style. Yeah. What would you rather have in life? Would you rather have somebody that you have to like work hard to be able to love you or uh, have somebody who's already fawning over you? You know, most women would want that love right away, but then if it's a guy who's a little bit weak and, and demure, we're like, mm, he's weird. But if yeah. it's a guy playing hard to get, of course we want him to love us so much, but he never does because guys like that never do. So no. it's a fucking vicious cycle and a circle of conundrum in the dating world. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, he said, happy birthday. Thank you for making me laugh. Then he said, when are you going to slide into Sasha's dad's DMs? So, okay, who's Sasha? Did, his daughter. Did, okay. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, dude, that's that's creative. Okay. But, there's, but there's, look at this photo. He, he's with a dude, or with, uh, with a lady. He's Why would the, he? It looks like he's with... Yeah. Are you with your wife, sir? That, uh, is, did Telly Savalas just come back from the dead? Because, like, look at that bald head and those shades, man. That guy <laughs> is all about you. Yeah. Also, you better be a widower. Your wife better not be alive and you're sliding yeah. in my DMs. Yeah. Um, but maybe Sasha's dad is somebody else and you're trying to be a wingman, which we respect. Totally. A thousand percent. We don't yeah. know the full story, so we're not going to judge you, but who the fuck is the lady next to you? Yeah. Um, this one's fun. This is from Sm Save Smiles Uganda. Okay. Hello, sister. Nice to meet you. See, I don't even think they're trying to marry me. They just want to make friends. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's yeah. really sweet, simple. Nice to meet you, too. Not everything on the internet is negative. No, but here we go. So as a woman, yes, I'm want, listening. We want a little bit of effort. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm sure you guys kind of feel the same. Or do you like to chase? Yeah. Uh, I've had this conversation before, but I like to go after somebody that I feel is unattainable. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's most men. Yeah. I think just naturally you guys like to, you like to hunt. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a feeling of accomplishment mm. that I, I am worthy of that person's love. I got them to love me. Meanwhile, there's probably a dozen and a half ladies that would be more than happy and be a, an amazing partner that you could probably cup with over the winter. <laughs> But you're We're like, still not sure if that's the truth. Yeah, but you're just like, ah, now piss on it. I have to find somebody that I have to win over yeah, to make I, me feel better about right. me. Yeah. So I know that somebody really loves me because they tried so hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, this guy just says hi. Hi. That's she, it. Yeah, that's nice. Lovely. Yeah. I, the, nothing else. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe the, you're right. The most bare minimum. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, you're right. What a, you can't. I can't even get an emoji. I can't get like a little warthog or the, the cute little porcupine that they added at the last update. Nothing, just a hi. Was he saying hello or explaining what he is at the time? <laughs> Look at his photo. He's underneath the fucking Oh, waterfall. that guy is definitely not high. This dude's like, you know what? I don't need anything else. I'm underneath the waterfall. Yeah, that's all I need. I need to show people that I've been to places. Yeah, I need to show people that I'm, <laughs> I'm adventurous. I have zero personality, but I I'm, I'm just, look at me next to this waterfall. Don't, I'll make I, all your dreams come true. Yeah, look at that. I look at that and I think, oh, I'm going to drown and die in whatever yep. nature preserve he's going to throw me into. Meanwhile, he's just standing up against a wall at Ikea that has one of those giant <laughs> yeah. posters. Look at me next to this waterfall. Yeah, It's a poster from Spencer's. <laughs> um, okay, so this is from Stevie Leo. He says, single dad, just saying hi. You are awesome. Thanks for the laughs. See, there's a little bit of effort. Yeah, I like that. He's tapping yeah. into my vibe which mm -hmm. is dad sliding into my dms yep he says just saying like bitch what are we gonna do here yeah that's but then, nice but then he's got you know this uh, apocalyptic. dude yeah. yeah the eyes are intense you have beautiful blue eyes yeah have you seen those pictures of those videos of like all those marauding groups of people like knocking <laughs> over uh macy's or something sir were you did you storm the capitol yeah yeah I don't sir you have an i stormed the capitol kind of face <laughs> 
<laughs> he gave it off a real insurrection kind of vibe. That's where were you, January sixth? Done. Yeah. You're a man with a plan. Yeah. Let's do another one. You get. To, oh my God! I, nobody has ever DM'd me before, and look at you. That's just nonstop. It's nonstop. It's. it's it, I, this is like a fraction of what I get. I swear to God, like I, all I would have to do is just like make a fake Instagram account, and it would be uh, just put like one picture of yourself, just like a halfway decent looking gal, yep. and you get ten thousand followers oh immediately. It's insane. It's, it's crazy. Like, it, it, that's it's what social media has become. Yeah. This guy says, "Uncle here," also sliding into the DM. Ah, that's great. Okay, okay. okay. I see you, Uncle. But are you rich? Well, it's half commitment. You it don't is have half commitment. You, you don't have to be a stepmom. Just a step aunt. But you know, see, I I'm kind of feeling the stepmom vibe. I feel like I'd be a good stepmom, especially because I'm almost forty. I don't know if I'm going to have my own kids, so I mm-hmm. kind of want to live vicariously through your children. Yeah. But also, are you rich? Is it bad that that's my prerequisite at this point in my life? No, not Thank at all. You. I mean, you got to have a plan. Some people have four hundred one k's. Some people have nice fucking racks. <laughs> that's hey, dude. You know, some people can't save money. You got to got to work with what you got. Okay, wait. Can we do another one? Yeah. Okay, this this one made me laugh. This is from Brandon Parkhurst. Hey, just wanted to tell you I think you're fine as hell. Just give me a chance with a cry face. His cry face. Oh, no. I'm a 21-year-old, six-foot-tall redhead with blue eyes and depression. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold. I mean. I love fixing things. Yeah, that's awesome. Can't wait, bud. Brandon. You get a, you get some love and you get some love. Well, I'd like to go get coffee with you. Can we do it around 2.30? Because I got a therapy appointment at 1 that I can't miss. I got a sad bath. Yeah. Who says sad bath? Someone says sad bath. I'm a sad bath. Oh, my God. Someone oh. says. One of my friends has that in their like, Twitter profile. I can't think of who it is. Oh, my God. I just saw it the other day and I was like, that is so fucking funny that they take sad baths. Sorry, I can't remember who you are. I'll add it in the notes at some point if I can remember. But that, that's just a fraction of my DMs, Man, dudes. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that uh, I'm so like jealous of the brazen guys that are just so like there's no they don't feel any sort of awkwardness or weird weirdness about just sending a random stranger like, hey, want to fuck? I know it is a strange thing. And, you know, for a woman, I've slid into DMs, you know, just because of my my uh, page and what I do, it's given me like not an authority, but people don't, I guess I'm, I'm validated, you know, I'm verified. So sure. I'm an actual person. So maybe people have a little bit less of a, a feeling about it, but you know, I've slid into DMS and I've made friendships that way, but I got yelled at or at least made fun of by Carly. I'm sure you saw when I slid into Michael Keaton's DMS. Did uh, you see that video? I remember you guys talking about it. I don't know if I remember the story about you guys sliding you it was just him. me. I slid into his DMs. Okay. I, okay, re- refresh my memory because I, I don't remember. I think it was either a Sharp Tongue episode with us promoting Girl or it was on Girl. It was on Girl. It I do remember that it was on Girl, yeah. Well, I slid in because I love Michael Keaton. I think like that's my vibe, like a rich dad right there. He's a, he's a little bit older yeah. than I would like Yeah. because I don't know what's going to happen down there You know, in the area. Is he still able to throw in some good pumps? Mm-hmm. Is his hip going to pop? You have that Beetlejuice costume at home. You throw that thing on every <laughs> oh, once in a shit. while. Now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're really getting shit, the juices yeah. flowing. Uh-huh. Is he going to fuck yeah. me in the Beetlejuice costume? <laughs> fuck. Dreams can come true. They can happen to you. Um, so I slid into his DMs and I was like, hey, I just I can't say it. It's so embarrassing. No, no, no. Now that we're here, 
You've already brought it up. Got to fire the it's gun. It's really embarrassing. I'm like purple right now. I said, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. I just <laughs> I just want to tell you that was it. You bitch about other people not shooting their shot. That was all you had to say. I'm a big fan I and I love you. Say. Oh, my God. Carly. I showed Carly because I sent it. And she goes, okay, delete that right now because you look fucking crazy. Yeah. She's like, you can't say that as a woman. And I think it's such a big fucking double standard that all these DMs that I get, a, a spectrum of lack of effort to over effort to letting me know about your mental depression and I can't express my love without appearing like a crazy fucking too available woman. Yeah. Um, I'm well, not telling you. I'm not trying to look at you to solve the problem, but that's my that's my gripe. No. Well, let me ask. How did he respond? He did it. Oh, I God deleted damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm Batman. And I was like, I'm Robin. Ah, shit. Is there Let's any closing see. thoughts? I mean, I feel like you and I could pod forever. We were going to pod at your place. We're going to have to put a pin in that one because I fucked it all up with yeah, my, forgetting no, no, no. my um, license. Well, real quick, only because um, I don't want to like lose consistency yeah. on what it is that I'm trying to do. But also when I was bringing up earlier, the, uh, the long walk to Cleveland moniker, the motto yeah. of it is it's not only just people who like do a ton of work and get little in return. It's also like that journey of life mm. and like how the fuck you got to where you're at. Yeah. So usually most of the time when I do, cause we got like three or four of these podcasts in the can ready to go for when it launches. And we basically just start out like, all right, let's hear the story from like start to getting us here now. Yeah. And where did, where, you know, where'd you grow up? How'd you grow up? Who were your parents? You know, Give me a truncated version because oh, here's we what, could do a truncated one. Then, then when we when I get to your studio, we'll do a full. Abs- absolutely, because I do know a little bit. I know a little bit of the backstory. I know Syracuse. Yep. I know moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. I know that you were in New York for a little while. Yep. Uh, you had Girl Code. Mm-hmm. You had um, uh, obviously the three podcasts that you're doing right now <laughs> yeah. with 31 more down the pike that I can't yeah. wait to spend with all my whole, time. Yeah. Yeah. You you're, you're going to be with Spotify. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have like such an, an amazing story with your parents. And so if you could give me like a little bit of where Jesse May started and how we kind of got to here. Started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Yeah. In the broad mall. strokes. Yeah. Um, broad strokes. So I grew up in a middle class area in Syracuse, New York, the north side of Syracuse, New York. Um, my parents both worked multiple jobs. My mom raised me. She stayed home until I was like eight. My dad had a bunch of jobs. My parents got divorced when I was about nine. My mom and dad just didn't work out, although they remained amicable. There was no divorce. There was no custody. My dad just moved nearby, like literally two blocks away. And really? I went over whenever I wanted. Did they ever file? So they, they never filed like legally? They just separated? They did like 10, 15 years later. So no they just shit. separated to keep everything as easy as possible. No way. I mean, I say that and then my mom moved the neighbor's dad in. <laughs> like Steve, literally. No like, kidding. Here. Yeah. I don't know if you heard me talk about it last night at the show. Yeah. But, and Steve's still there. Steve still lives in the house. See, I do have a thing about like, uh, cause I've had a couple of girlfriends uh, cheat. Mm-hmm. I, and especially when you're like 22, you're like, well, that's what you're that's supposed what you to do. do. That's what you do. You, you cheat. You go into homes where there's already families and you fucking cheat. Yeah. But one of the gals that I kind of thought like, oh, I could end up marrying this person. She cheated on me <gasps> and is still together with that guy today. And they have like three gorgeous See? kids. And I'm like, dude, I, why, how can you be mad about that? I know. You that's can't. why I say like everyone makes these decisions. I was talking about this last night where, you know, there was a guy in the audience who was with a lady and they had only been together for two years. And I knew it was like a second relationship or marriage. And she was the neighbor. Yeah. And we, you know, the audience got all tight, like judging. Are we really going to judge? The reason why we judge is because we we see 
uh, something common in somebody. It re reflects something about ourselves totally. and it makes us sort of connect to the part of ourselves that we feel shame about. I don't have any shame about it. And my mom, you know, fuck it. She moved the neighbor's dad and Steve moved in and he was there for a really long time. And so, um, yeah, I grew up in Syracuse. I left when I was 18 only because my dad had introduced me to stand up comedy. You know, my dad was best friends with Mike Goss and Mike Goss was best friends with Bobcat Goldthwait and Bobcat. And I know each other because Bobcat's from my hometown. Salt potatoes. Oh um, my God. He's got a salt potato tattoo on his arm. And so when Mike Goss would go out on the weekend, you know, all the local comics like Nick Mara and Moody McCarthy and Mike Goss and um, Gomez Adams, all these guys from upstate New York, they'd go out and do road work. And then they'd all meet on Sunday morning at this little diner in Syracuse. And my dad would go and hang out and he'd bring me. So here I am, this like preteen, teenage girl, the only one at the table listening to these guys stories about these cities that they visited and the stand-up that they did and, the, and them working their jokes together at this diner and then busting each other's balls. And I was like, this is a life? Like, you guys get to leave here, make money and come back. Yeah. Like, that's a job. And so that really opened my eyes to possibilities. Because I think unless you're exposed to certain scenarios or people or environment, you don't know what you're capable of. You don't know the, the world that exists outside of your boundaries and your walls. So it made me hungry to know what was out there because I knew that there's more to life than just Syracuse because of these guys that had traveled so much. And obviously all the comedy shows and specials my dad would watch really influenced me. And so I left when I was 18. I went to Boston first and I did improv for a few years. And then I, I started stand up within that process and I fell in love with stand up. And then I got an opportunity to move to New York. My best friend, Erin Birmingham, she got uh, her law degree at Cardoza College and had to go to New York. And she's like, you're the only person I could live with. And I, I'm pretty sure she doesn't regret that to this day because I used to drive her nuts. <laughs> we lived together, but we moved to Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, lived there for a couple years. I lived in New York. I lived in New York for 10 years, cutting my teeth. Did all the bringer shows, did, you know, worked with Roger Paul. You're not a fucking stand-up comedian unless you worked with Roger Paul. He would send me to <laughs> Pennsylvania for a $40 gig. I'd be out of pocket $300 to do like a 20-minute spot at the lobby of a Marriott in fucking Lancaster. Yep. But that's what you did, and I did that for a decade, and then I got girl code. People always say that. How did you get girl code? Well, it took 10 years of failure. That's all it took. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Um, I got girl code, did that for a couple years, and then E! Network came to me and was like, we'd like to have you in an overall deal. So I did a development deal. I moved. That's why I moved from New York to L.A. because he wanted me to go with them to build out their comedy department. And that also happened to be the year that Chelsea Handler sort of blew up her show, not in like a good way. Her show had been on air for a while and she just was sick of doing it. And so that was E's mainstay. The, the Chelsea Handler show, Chelsea Lately, and also Joan Rivers was a huge part of their comedy department. So they wanted to bring me in to sort of be a part of that. Well, that year, Chelsea said what she said on Howard and yeah. her show went away and Joan died. So here I am in this like oh my God. year of all these possibilities. But E was just so busy plugging holes. Yeah. So they their focus went to mending what was broken instead of building. So it was a great year. We made a shitload of pilots and I learned a lot and I built a lot of great relationships. And and then through that, I just started touring a lot. And, you know, um, Girl Code was a, an amazing thing that helped me go on the road. Mm -hmm. But you still have to reinvent yourself and find ways to create content and find ways to output. Yeah. And so podcasting came about and... 
you know, through that whole process of sort of touring and doing the podcast and all these other gigs you do. There's so many different types of shows. Like I've, if you had a show, I was on it, you know, at midnight and comedy knockout and everything on VH1 and MTV. I've done every type of show. I just, I'm, you know, we joked about it earlier, but I, I go, 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 go. It's yeah. just who I am. And then, you know, everything sort of evolved these past few years because my dad was sick in 2017 with vascular dementia. And then we lost him in 2018 and then quarantine hit and my relationship crumbled and then my mom died. So I, I sort of had this like crash course these past four years of grief and trauma and sort of it forced me to assess the ways I dealt with things. It forced me to really understand why I got into stand-up comedy and my why has changed in the process of losing really important people in my life. And now I'm on this like new trajectory of really wanting to have an impact. Like before it was all about getting the laugh. While I enjoy getting the laugh, I want to have more of an impact. I want to like evoke change and yeah. help people overcome their trauma and know that through all of that, there is a silver lining and there are ways to cope that are healthy and you don't need to resort to toxic behaviors and people in order to numb yourself. You don't need to be afraid of, of going into that darkness mm -hmm. because that's where all the answers are. Totally. Yeah. I so know was that was, was that truncated enough? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Any I don't, questions? I, I don't want you to get like too, you know, too broad about it. You're like, I was born and now I'm here. Fucking done. <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. But I noticed that last night too. Like, uh, sometimes a lot of times when, comics are on stage you can tell that they are super uncomfortable with the silence mm -hmm. and i think you kind of revel in it i do like it more yeah. now than i ever have yeah because i'm not afraid of it uh because i i my goals have changed and my desires have changed i still want people to laugh and i still want to entertain but now it's sort of like a 50 50 maybe even like 60 40 experience of feeling i want people to feel yeah that's what's going to make them remember that's what's going to make them retain and that's what's going to really at least make them think when they when they go home i want to change these motherfuckers minds yeah especially men and about women and how women act and why women are a certain way totally and especially women realizing why they are that way not that i know everyone's experience but i know what i've been through and i know how i've acted and i know that there is a it represents a large population mm -hmm. so for me i have a stage and an opportunity to really bring some awareness to scenarios that other people normally wouldn't even know about and they're going through it and they don't even know ways to cope with it like alzheimer's and rape there's a lady walking by they want to yell rape <laughs> like it should be like what butt sex what butt sex and rape <laughs> and divorce and loss she, she looked right at me. Uh, so yeah I, I the silence is a challenge but i know that they're not laughing that's fine but I can feel when they're thinking. And absolutely. I can feel when they're feeling. You can hear the gears grinding in their yes. heads. Yes, absolutely. There's a couple different types of silence in comedy. And one is you are not fucking funny. Yep. And one is, oh shit, this is something that is hitting my soul. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the one nice thing I thought about last night too, as I was watching your set was even though there's this moment of silence and even though everybody in the room is probably going, okay, this isn't exactly stand-up comedy, but where is it going? you find a way to at least inject a little bit of humor right. to keep it on the realm of a comedy show. Because what I thought was so brilliant last night is there was this moment where 
the crowd was pretty silent and you were having a real nice moment on stage talking about your, I think about your dad or personal life or what we do as humans. I can't remember exactly what it was, but as I was watching this, I'm like, where's the joke? Cause there's gotta be a joke yeah. coming. It can't be too far out. And your comment was something like, um, you know, we, as people, uh, we evolve, we, we like, we like different things. Some of us, uh, some of us enjoy silence. Some of us like butt sex. <laughs> And like got a huge laugh and then went right back to silent again. And I was like, that's what I was waiting for you to do was to, and that's the beauty of it is that when you can find somebody who can do both of those things very well, it's nice because people leave there just going, fuck, I needed that. Like yeah. one of the best compliments I ever had, not to take away from your story, I no, apologize. No, please do. But I was, uh, I was doing some local theater and it was, uh, it, there was like probably five short plays all within like a two hour span, right? And in this play, our play, the play I was doing with this other uh, lady, it was the two of us. This play was about, it wasn't, it wasn't a comedic play. It was a drama and this woman had breast cancer and she had, uh, she had her breasts removed and then I was the husband and we had this big moment and then they finally, you know, at the end it all kind of like comes out and they have this big argument, but at the end they realize that they love each other. And after the, um, after the play, I'm outside in the lobby and you're shaking hands and kissing babies and doing all that. And this woman comes up to me, um, mid sixties, she walks up and she goes, she goes, I just want to say, uh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer four months ago. Um, I had a mastectomy two months ago and I thought tonight all I needed to do was laugh. And what I really needed to do was cry. Oh shit. And I fucking lost it. I've never cried like that in public, man. Oh. I cried so oh hard. I, I welled up and I was like, keep it together. Not here. I'm a man. I'm a man. Men don't cry. Men don't cry. And I got in the car, and it was like a 40 minute drive home, and I fucking bawled my eyes out. People need to let it out. Yes, I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Through all of it, you know, it's we're a vessel up there, and and it's an opportunity, and it's an honor to be able to have people's time and attention, and what you do with that really matters. It matters to me now. Before, it's not that it didn't matter. It just I didn't. I was kind of just going out without a focus and a goal, and now I know what my goal and my focus are. And it really moments like that really keep you going. Absolutely. You know. Yes. Yeah. It, it really it, it it reminds you like the opportunity and the honor that we have doing what we do. Wu <laughs> Tang for the children. Um, However, if that guy fucks my daughter raw, I will kill her. <laughs> See, you can't choose who fucks your daughter raw. See, this is beggars can't be chooser. Beggars cannot be choosers. You got to just deal with it. You got to sit in your pain. I brought it on myself. I willed it in. God damn it. Son Are of a bitch. Are we going to put this on Sharp Tongue too? We have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And we'll do an audio swap. Yes. yes. Audio swap. Swap cast. Yes. Doug Stanhope style. Swapcast, that's yeah. what it's called? Yeah, yeah yep. that's what he calls it, yep. Swapcast. Him and Bert used to do that a lot. We are just going to go ahead and uh, throw our garage door openers in a bowl, and <laughs> we're going to Swapcast. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end. I love the shit out of you. Uh, I'm so glad that we are working together. I know, we I, do have a lot of fun. I'm sorry if I drive you nuts, but... It's well, because I care. Absolutely. And I wish more people cared about their product the way you care about yours. And and not because you care about your product, but because you care about the content that you are giving to people that you do genuinely care about. And yes. I feel like 
I feel like for every person that listens to one of your podcasts, you speak to them directly. And it's, I, that's that's my goal. Yeah. I yep. can't wait for you to go home and be like, this fucking girl she sends me four fucking text messages every fucking hour oh, and fuck wants dude. things done right away. Wish she would get her shit more organized, but I love working with her. The same way you cried on the way home from that woman, you're going to go and swear on your way home after this podcast. Literally, yeah. I'm like, can we get it? Can we, we post it in an hour? If no, I don't, if I don't jump off the fourth floor of the fucking mall, <laughs> it's going to end it now. So much easier. For everybody listening, yes, we did miss an episode last week in Sharp Tongue. Apologies. Yeah. We'll be back. We're back this week. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right on. We well, did a week off. Dude, sometimes yes. Shit, yes. we were doing so much. Yeah. You know? I need yep. you to miss me a little bit, fuckers. Yes. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Hello. Absolutely. Where was she? Where was she? Now here she is. Mm-hmm. That's right. Trying to snatch up your dads for the holiday season. Only rich dads. Send them my way. Yep. I'll be a good stepmom. And preferably in the next 24 hours because there's a free hotel room. Yes, so. please. And it's a long walk to Cleveland. Don't forget. <laughs> I'll right. be walking there and telling him the full story at some point. Fuck yes, you will. I'll be yes. listening to every word. Can't wait. Well, make sure you edit this immediately. <laughs> Today, right now. Hit, <laughs> be done. And then get the fuck back to it. Hop Thanks back into that basement. Me in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> been an awful. I would have still uploaded it. By the way, I'd have been like, "You guys got to check this shit out." Just yelling, "World star!" Clip it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.